Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Welcome, everyone. This is May 19th, Thursday, May 19th, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. Can you believe it? May is absolutely flying by. And today we have with us Sarah Ballinger from Capitol Hills Prayer Partners in Washington, D.C. And if there's anybody that has a tap on what's happening in our government, it's Sarah. She's my go-to person to find out what's really happening in Washington. It's always a joy to have you on, Sarah. Welcome. And so I'll turn it over to you. I do have your song whenever you want to do it, but let's actually, we should have somebody pray for Sarah. Actually, Beverly, would you mind doing that? Beverly Denon, would you mind praying for Sarah? Yeah. You'll have to unmute yourself. I am unmuted. Now you're unmuted. Yes. Would you like to just pray for Sarah? Father, we just thank you now for both of you, Susan, too. And that you have, the Lord, you have you put them together for such a time as this. And that we are all being on this call for such a time as this. And we were all born for such a time as this. So cause us to listen now. And Father, we pray for Sarah. Give her strength for the day and delight along the way. And guides us through the prayer points that you have laid on her heart. And may we listen and hear what you have to say. And we thank you, Lord, that this would be a precious time to change history and to hear, to come to your throne of grace and your, your throne of mercy. And you, you'll bless Sarah as she guides us. And we ask you, you to do this in Yeshua's precious name. Amen. 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 Thank, you. thank you, Beverly. I'm going to turn it over to you, Sarah. Okay, thank you. I know we have a song waiting. This evening, we're going to be working as intercessors on three major battlefronts. One is uh, the Treaty International that we're all working on. We'll continue to plow through that, the Global Pandemic Health Treaty. Number two is going to be the Supreme Court in D.C. Several issues, both internally, the heart of the court, and what's happening with the documents that are going through the court. And finally, we're concerned because Biden says he's going to go to Israel next month. And certainly he's going to be saying that our nation supports a two-state solution, which we do not. And that's very dangerous for the health of our people. So these are major battlefronts. And Shanta is with me. Now she just disappeared. Where'd you go, Shanta? There she is. Um, yeah. There she is. Okay. And <clears throat> we were praying to about uh, what God would have address. Excuse me. And it came up really strongly to play the song together, Onward Christian Soldiers. So we're ready to do this because we're fighting a battle together for truth, for righteousness, for freedom, and to see the evil ones routed out and taken out and cast down and delivered into the kingdom. So with uh, Sue's permission, we're going to sit back for a minute and uh, enjoy Onward Christian Soldiers. If y'all want to sing with them, I'm going to try. That'd be great. Thank you, Sue. (laughs) All right. Here we go. Sue, I've seen many renditions of this uh, beautiful marching song, but not as powerful as that one. I'd like to save a few minutes toward the end and march out of this uh, hour together on that song, if you would. Thank you so very much. I'm going to jump to the end on that platform, on that basis. 
and share with the group what we were just sharing just now, including the Bakersfield. We've all been watching, especially the treaty, the, Glo the Global Pandemic Health Treaty, which is very dangerous as is until you bring Christ in. <clears throat> and, and I've been saying, God, what can we do? And he brought me back to the vision, the story of the Israelites at the Red Sea. And the Egyptians were bearing down on their backs. They could hear the breath of the horses pounding against them. And their game over. They were, they were gone. It's gone. Hadn't gotten really to the sea yet, opening up and all that. They were just cornered and gone. But God, what did God do? He did not allow the evil ones to touch his people. Whip! Here came the pillar of fire. God brought it down, stopped him cold. We know the rest of the news. Hallelujah. The oceans, the sea parted. The Israelites went right through. And when the Egyptians tried to follow them, they all drowned in the waters. And their chariots got stuck in the wheels of the chariots got stuck in the mud. God will not allow Satan to overwhelm his people. God will not allow Satan to take his people. God is greater. Our God is greater. And I just believe that what he's asking us to do this evening and, and way beyond is to be a simple people of faith. Saying, God, I see what's in we see what's in front of us, but we see you. And this, this statement to the Egyptians, you thought you had us surrounded, but our God had you surrounded. So this is the word I want to bring forth this evening as we work with this, that, and the other impossible issues without Christ. But with Christ, nothing is impossible. So I'd like, if I could, to turn to you for the visual presentation, what actually happened in Bakersfield, which is Sue and Fred's home not too long ago. And I'll be quiet and let you describe what we're about where you see. If the Lord wanted to uh, bring a confirmation of what's been in my heart, tonight is it. So thank you for turning this to you. Thank you. Uh, you wanted the picture of the fire in the sky? Well, that's exactly what happened yeah. not too long ago. The pillar of fire in Bakersfield. Yeah, this happened after a prayer meeting here. We called California, some people from across California to revisit the call to establish the watch for California. This was released in 1998 by Chuck Pierce, and there was just an absolute outpouring of God's spirit here in Bakersfield as he brought the call to watch forward. But the prayer movement was not mature enough to handle the, that word at the time, and literally within six months, things went silent. And the Lord just literally pulled us by the hair and said, you established my word. So we've been working the watch since that time and then called some people together in 2014. Now this is 15 years later. And in that period of time, there's a whole lot of working that he did in our hearts. What is the watch about working our consistency in prayer, working our relationships and all of that. There's just a story behind that. But we called this meeting just before Thanksgiving in uh, November of 2014. And there, there was decided that we would go forward with the watch. And this is, Fred and I went out on a Sunday morning prayer drive. And I looked out the right side of my window. And lo and behold, this is what I saw. 
and this is taken with an iPhone. Um, and it's just, a, it was just standing still. It was a fire in the sky. I believe <laughs> uh, the pillar of fire now, because <laughs> we actually saw that we were dumbfounded and overwhelmed at the time. And uh, so it was just hard to apprehend everything that was happening. But I'll tell you that this, there's nothing here, nothing, absolutely nothing that's causing this flame. Nothing except God. And you have a photo, I think, of this thing? Yeah, I'll show this. This is, this is the flame about 20 minutes to half an hour later. It was traveling east. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And within, within a year, I was presenting the vision for the Global Watch to a group of people at, in London at the All Nations Conference. And there, that's a whole other story, but it was just a small group of us in London, and there are supernatural signs that showed up then, too, about the way forward with the watch. And the Global Watch was birthed at that meeting. So That's truly a signature to the Global Watch. The foundational sign yeah. in heaven. Yeah. He's come almost 10 years later or thereabouts for such a time as this. In the sense, we've come in together to the fullness of time of trusting God to do this, to uh, stop these wicked, evil, globalist agendas <clears throat> in the way that only he knows how. So what a signature right there, more or less the beginning of your ministry early years. Let's give God a clap offering, everybody. Come on, let's do some hands. Glory. I see a few people. There we go. Glory. Woo! Yes. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Thank you for seeing it. I show some people that. They just, but for me, I think that's a miracle. <laughs> I do too, and I'd like to see if we can talk later with my tech guy about grabbing and doing something with it, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love it. I, we, it's the hour to spread the word. I, I showed it this past weekend at the summit, but this is a testimony of Jesus, of God amongst us, that he's paving the way before us. This global watch is no joke. It's, it's, it's a call of God for the hour that we're in. So the rendition of the song, he will take the least of these to do his mighty work. And but for the sake of one, he, he can do the work. He's just looking for a few good men who have that level of faith, vessels through whom he can work and bring forth his will. So we're going to begin to uh, plow together now with some of the battlefronts we see in front of us. I'd like to start with Washington, D.C. And I'm glad Janet is here because she can correct anything I'm saying that may be <laughs> not correct. Hi, Janet. You still my friend? Come on, there she is. <laughs> Smile. I know it's late. Smile. She's so cute. All right, there are um, two things happening of interest, I think, at the court. One is the public domain. The other has been in the news if you look for it. The public domain is that two weeks ago, somebody, they still don't know who, leaked the document that would release the opinion of five justices, it was five, saying that Roe v. Wade is against the Constitution, is not in the Constitution, is against federal law, and they would turn those decisions back to the states. So it would be overturning after 50 years, Roe v. Wade. That was not supposed to be released until the formal release of, which is probably gonna be in January. The fact that some scallywag put this thing out the door ahead of time, I can't tell you 
what a devastating blow this has been to the court and to the nation. Because there's a level of trust that's been totally violated and without divine intervention cannot be restored. As far as the release of the uh, document, we believe it's now going to be in early June, early or later, when the press, press office normally releases lots of opinions. Now let's go to Janet, who knows a lot more than I do. I think I'm correct with that statement, right, Janet? Can we hear you? Can you come off mute? We can't, uh, honey, come off mute now. I'm trying. There you are. So June, oh, later in June, looks like it's going to be released with other opinions. June or July, June. Yeah, yeah. Which they refer to as the Dobbs case, D-U-B-B-S, because of the way it came to the to the court. But the real problem is internal. We have one of our justices, you may know Justice Clarence Thomas. He was sworn in under George W. Bush, I think in 1992. And strong conservative man, strong voice. Janet, I got to thinking recently, he was in Bev, famous or almost infamous, this one justice, for being silent for so long. Remember that? We cry out, we say, we need to hear your voice, Justice Thomas. Sorry, guys, it's really personal. But it was, went on and on. He just was despite his opinion, but he's mm -hmm. silent in front of the court. Now that the leak has happened, he's devastated. And most of the members of the court are devastated because they can't trust each other. The bond of trust is gone. It's broken. Justice Thomas, in commenting this disaster, has said that what's happened within the court among the nine justices, and in just a minute, Janet can read the names of the justices again for us. But what's happened is if you're in a marriage and one partner moves into infidelity, it's almost impossible to bring healing and restore the level of trust you had at the beginning of the marriage. And this is what he's sharing with all of us, this older, beautiful gentleman. So we are travailing for the hearts of the members of the Senate, sorry, Supreme Court, that they be healed and mended. Some are liberal, some are conservative, some are in the middle, but no matter whether they're politically, their instruments, the Lord's placed in that court to bring forth uh, justice in the country. So I'm gonna invite Janet to at least uh, give us the names of the justices, and maybe we can quietly pray in tongues and be doing that. And then I'm gonna invite Lorraine Zito to ask God to touch the hearts of all of them that they could be healed. Because this breach goes much deeper and it's much even more important than the overturning of that document at the time where they released the document. So Janet, let's go to the names of the justices and then Lorraine, pray for their hearts to be healed. Go ahead, Janet, thank you. Okay, could I say something before I do this? Uh, Thomas has been accused of being the worst justice ever. And it's been coming out on the news these last 24 hours. And he's probably one of the best justices. There's so much clarity. Roberts is going through all of the justices and all of their clerks and anyone who has worked within the context of this particular case. And he is quiz he's quizzing them. He's holding the feet to the fire. So he is looking for the one who has put that leak out. Okay, we have Clarence Thomas. 
And you want me to just go through the names? Yes, please. Thank you. And we'll be praying quietly as you do that. Thank you. Clarence Thomas. I don't have my list in front of me. Neil Gorsuch. Brett Kavanaugh. Justice Barrett. Justice Alito. Justice Hawkins. Sotomayor. And Elena Kagan. Mm -hmm. And the one who, Justice Breyer, who is retiring. Mm -hmm. So Justice Barrett. Thank you. Everybody, anybody else? <laughs> no, I believe we got them all. We lift the Supreme Court before you throw a grace. Aside from Israel, I've heard it said, and that's why this global team is so precious in my heart, that as America goes, so goes the nations. So America, one of our three branches of government, has now been shaken to its roots by this leak and what's happened since. And we ask, Lord, for a miracle of grace. We ask that the lack of trust would stop here, would not impact the other nations. We'd come back to a people who could uh, work together in unity, even if we are on two sides of the aisle in terms of opinions. We still honor each other and work together to see this nation and God's will in this nation be fulfilled. So thank you, Lord. This is a struggle. It's very difficult, but you're going to show us the way of escape. We trust in Jesus' name. Now we're going to turn to my sister way out in New York in the tip by the ocean, Lorraine Zito, for a prayer for their hearts. Thank you, Lorraine. Amen. Amen. And I just want to pray out of the word of God for their hearts, out of Psalm 74. A little louder. Verse 12. Okay. I'm going to pray out of Psalm 74, verse 12, for each of these justices for their hearts, because as Sarah said, we need divine intervention, healing. Father, you're the source of healing. Healing originates with you. So there is no wound, no offense or violation that is beyond the scope of the of healing, of that balm of Gilead, of that reparation healing that's necessary on this institution of our Supreme Court, the highest court in the land. And Psalm 74, verse 12 says, yet God is my king from of old who works deeds of deliverance in the midst of the earth. And Father, this word is spoken in the context of destruction, where it says, um, turn your footsteps toward the perpetual runes. The enemy has damaged everything from within the sanctuary your meeting place, they've set up their own standards, they smash with hatchet, they have burned your sanctuary to the ground, they have defiled the dwelling place of your name. Father, a sanctuary has been invaded, a yeah. holy place has been infiltrated with a seed of devastation. And Father, we do pray that the devastation that has taken place in the trust among these nine justices as Sarah said, they're of different opinions, but the history of this court has been that they have been collegial with one another, respectful of one another, that they have good relationships. And this is where the enemy has taken his hatchet to make destruction. And this is where the church runs in with healing to say, arise, O God, plead your own cause over the covenant. Verse 20, consider the covenant. So we pray, God, our King from of old, that you would work deeds of deliverance and healing in the midst 
of these nine justices in Jesus' name. Mm, thank you, Lorraine. Thank you very much. Uh, Sarah, I have a question. Have they figured out the source of the leak yet? No. And tell you what, Sue, would you like to pray into that? Because it's really critical that we figure that out. Thank you. Yeah. Father, I pray for exposure of the truth. And I pray, Father, that for whoever did this, that they would have no rest until they confess. And by, by their confessions, they can go into a place of healing in Jesus' name. We call it out now in the name of Jesus that you expose every hidden place in the Supreme Court. Amen. Thank you. One other aspect very important to cover as we're on this topic, and this is the protection of the actual lives of the nine justices and their families. I see a sister here, Sylvia Keller. Hi, Sylvia, from the Maryland-Pennsylvania border. I know she's very knowledgeable with this issue. She's been tracking on her own. Why don't you explain to everybody else here what's going on, who's demonstrating on the property? Just give us some perspective and then lead us in prayer, please, Sylvia. Thank you, hon. They released, the, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. They release the names and addresses of the Supreme Court justices. So people have been going around to protest in front of the houses of the Supreme Court justices, as well as in front of the Supreme Court. I actually heard an interview today that I was sharing a little bit earlier with my other prayer group. And it was very disturbing to me because they were interviewing one of the people who was protesting in front of one of the houses. And asking her questions. So you believe that abortion is okay? And she said, it's my choice. And then they asked her, so do you believe that it's okay once you have a heartbeat? It's my choice. And then they asked her, so do you think it's okay to have abortion through all nine months of your pregnancy? It's my choice. And then they asked her, what about a two-year-old child? is abortion okay if the child is two years old? And her answer was, it's my choice. Oh. And there are people who are so deceived by the enemy that they don't understand. They've lost the boundary line between right and wrong. Um, between, so Lord, we lift up um, these justices. Father, we thank you for surrounding their homes with your angelic protection. God, we thank you that there is nothing that escapes your awareness. That, Lord, there is no weapon the enemy has formed that can prosper against these justices, Father, unless for some reason you would allow it. God, we ask that you protect their husbands and their children and their property. That, Father, again, I would pray that you would cause the, them to have backbones of steel that would keep them doing the right thing because it is the right thing. And I pray, Father, even that there would be a coming together of the liberal justices and the conservative justices around this issue, Father, that the intimidation is not, they will not allow the intimidation to influence what they do in that court. But Father, they will stand strong with backbones of steel, Father God, that will stand for the right thing because it is the right thing. And Lord, as they do, Father, we pray that you would put up, just as you put up that pillar of fire that Sue was showing before, that there would be that pillar of fire that would be between them and the enemies that are outside protesting 
that they would not be able to even see where the justices are. They would be totally removed from their site so that they could not even aim a shot if they wanted to take one. Lord, we thank you that you are the one who makes a way where there seems to be no way for good to come out of this situation, Father. But Lord, you are the miracle of working God and it's to you that we turn. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Sylvie, and God bless you. And wrapping this part up, I do want to thank you, Sue, because when the Dobbs case came before the Supreme Court docket in December, that was the month my friend Regina, who's who has car trouble night, so she couldn't park her vehicle like she used to by the court. We were watching the court and praying. But we asked you all, even back then, to begin praying about this case, that it was significant and it was going to be a historic when the decision was made either way. It turns out Samuel Lito, who wrote the opinion for the five that are saying abortion is illegal, wrote the opinion in January. And it was uh, finished up in January. Now, I don't know why they sit on it as long as they do, only God knows the protocol of the court, but you all did it. You all started praying worldwide for this critical issue in December, January, February, March, every month we would uh, bring this to you, even for a few minutes for continued intercession. And I just want to thank God for you, the global team, because we can't do this by ourselves. Something this big has got to be a a universal work for life. So thank you very much and God bless you all.